Hello, welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, and games. I am Jordan. With me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? Boom, chicken, well, well. I forgot the whatever part of the the intro. Whatever. We're going to do whatever (laughs) as well. It's a really important part of the show, Luke. You don't understand. Whatever. There it is. Got it. Thanks, Luke. (laughs) I knew I could count on you. You doing all right? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little tired, but I'm okay. You had, a, you had a hard night we last night. We pushed through. You pushed through. We're going to push through together, Luke. Let's do it. This is a big movie, a big movie week for us. We got was we teased yep. yesterday. We we both got the uh, Regal the Ultimate. The industry is evolving. The industry is evolving. This is the future. We're catching up with Europe finally. Yeah. We got the Regal Unlimited uh subscription service. We've been enjoying it for a week. Yeah, it's one of those things honestly. I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen way back in the day yeah i know like we used to go enough that we could have easily done this yeah it would have saved us so much money when we were younger we saw a lot of movies oh yeah jordan and i and our friend group at the time during high school and even a little bit when in like late middle school like we went to a lot of movies we just we've always been big movie guys coach carter that's always for me like the the one where I'm like we went we even saw Coach Carter you know what I mean like we went to the movie so much I mean, we saw Coach at Carter least Coach Carter had Denzel in it so. Coach Carter was fine no it wasn't it was Samuel L Jackson <laughs> oh wow yeah and we That's saw the Medallion right. as well we saw the Tuxedo those terrible Jackie Chan movies oh. Yeah, we did all the time. Yeah. The tuxedo really... is a better example of a terrible movie. Uh, so bad. I'm, I really wish we had Unlimited back then so we didn't have to pay for that yeah. garbage. But yeah. And we'd go see stuff like X3 like three times. Yeah, exactly. What in the world? I think I saw SWAT three times, and that's not a good movie. It's when you don't have bills, I believe. <laughs> I believe is what it's called. I know. I don't even know how I paid for it back then. I don't even I didn't work very much. I don't know. But yeah, it was kind of cool. We each saw three movies this week, one of which we saw together, yep. which we will talk at the end of the podcast the about Hobbs and Shaw and the rest of the Fast the and Furious the Furious The biggin' for the week is our topic of the day. So yeah, let's go ahead and talk about what we watched with our Regal Unlimited. I'm sure there are many more movies to come in the future. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, right. We're paying for it. We need to use it. Heck Yeah. <laughs> I guess you want me to go. Go! <laughs> uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the first one we saw. That was the one I've been looking forward to for at least a year, maybe a couple of years, mm. since I kind of heard that it was coming out. Just It really seemed like my kind of movie, and, you know, I mean, it's a Quentin movie, so you got to go see it. Tarantino, of course. The only Quentin that matters. <laughs> what other Quentins are there? Um, Can't think of any. I don't think there are any. There are no famous Quentin. I think that's the only Quentin in the world, actually. It's the only one allowed. Only so. I think so. He'll have any other ones. So everyone cool. should know when I say Quentin. It's yeah. the Quentin. Um, but, you know, it was a Quentin. It was a classic Quentin Tarantino movie in style and in length and in, in dialogue. And mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've seen those movies, seen any of them or all of them like I have, then, you know, you'd recognize it. What... What is the earliest Quentin Tarantino movie that you can remember seeing, Jordan? Hmm. I actually think it was Kill Bill. I think Kill Bill got me into him. And I saw uh, Kill Bill 1 and 2, and I was like, this is awesome. And then I think it was later I ended up seeing Pulp Fiction and and all the other movies that came out at some point. There's only, I think, a couple that I have not seen. I oh, I bought Reservoir Dogs. I still mm-hmm. haven't seen it. I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, and I have not seen Jackie Brown. 
The Usual Suspects is Quentin, right? Usual Suspects is yeah. Brian Singer. Oh, okay. But I've seen Very every other one. style. And so it's like, yeah, there is not yeah. a movie that you would watch and at the end of it find out it's Quentin Tarantino and be surprised. There's right. no like, whoa, well, that was a Quentin Tarantino movie? I, I didn't know. Yeah you, yeah, you know within like the first five minutes usually. Reservoir Dogs was actually one I saw fairly recently. Oh, really? I hadn't seen. That was one of his first, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, it was an early one. It was like that yeah. and like Jackie Brown. Don't that was a good one. Like Picture. I'm like looking forward to watching it. Um, but yeah, Once Upon a Time, it was it was a good movie. Okay, cool. You know, it uh, did the norm. Well, I don't know. I guess I won't say that. But all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got a it's got quite a cast, and uh, that makes it a lot more fun. It's one of the reasons I had wanted to see it when I saw who was you know going to be cast in it. And, I'm always a sucker for Brad Pitt. He's one of my more favorite actors, so mm-hmm. I enjoyed him. And Leonardo is, as you know from what you've seen him in, he's just a great actor. I mean, one one of the better actors of our time, I would say. Oh yeah, I, I just I, he's gotten better and better. I mean, he was great in movies like you know What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He was just showing off his skill at that point. Uh, the Island. He was he was really good in that movie. I recently recently saw him in The Quick and the Dead. The beach, you know, the, not the island. The, the beach. beach. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the other, yeah. the Michael Bay movie. Yeah. But yeah, I saw Quick and the Dead and the the gunslinging tournament movie. Yeah, very young in that. <laughs> so yeah, well worth watching. We're not going to spoil anything, but uh, yeah, great movie. Cool. Then I also saw Stuber. So this is comedy about a cop who I don't know if it's a spoiler or not to say that, but. He gets in a circumstance where he has to avenge <laughs> something that happened, and he uh, he has eye surgery, so he's not able to see, so he's not able to drive, and then so he ends up the most of the plot of the movie is him being driven around by uh, Mr. Nanjiani, mm-hmm. who uh, is well known from uh, The Big Sick, and as for me, uh, Silicon Valley, one of my favorite oh, comedies right. from HBO, and uh, so yeah. It's a, it's a good good team up, you know. I, this this won't get a glowing review for me, but it's funny. It's you good. To, it did it's, its job. It's, it's right? all right. It's a okay. comedy. the The theater was almost empty, which which I always feel bad opening weekend when I come <laughs> it's in. And, sad, yeah, a it's sad just, affair. You know, I I I love comedies. I I really enjoy comedies. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I just it's sad to me that they don't do well in in theaters. Once yeah. upon a time was you know almost full full up. You know, and I think a lot of that's just on the fact that it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, and so many of his movies before that have won awards. Mm-hmm. And you know, Stuber. You know, there's there's some fairly well known people in the movie, but you know, it's I don't know. It's just sad. I, I wish I wish there were big blockbuster comedies that came out. Doesn't happen very often. But, it's like yeah. what the one of the one recent memory. It's like what uh, Jumanji, the Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, yeah. if you want to call that. Like a, it's more of a comedy than an action movie. I'd yeah. say. but that was. It's just some, some actors like The Rock and like um, what's Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. I mean, they just they bring the crowds out for some reason. Yep. They just they get the money. So a lot of the studios, I think, latch their movie onto you know one actor because they know that that name will bring the people out. And it's sad. I, I wish I wish more you know artsy movies and you know new takes on comedies would get more money. But yeah. Anyways, support Stuber <laughs> if, you have, <laughs> if you have time. It's it's worth watching. It's not not amazing, but it's 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 a pretty funny movie. I'll check it out. Regal Unlimited, <laughs> baby. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, in in all honesty, though, that that might help out these kind of yeah, movies. Sure. You know, Regal Unlimited. 
you know, it, I think it's going to bring audience numbers up in general because they're paying studios I'm, regardless. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that AMC, from what I've heard, there's rumors of them coming out with a program soon enough. So. They, they've had it. Yeah. It's been out so, for like a year. So I'm sure all the other companies will probably follow suit. I yep. Mean, we'll see how successful this will be, you know, in the distant future. Mm-hmm. But at least in the short term, it looks like this is a trend that yeah. everyone's kind of copying from European film goers. Alamo Draft House so, has one coming out. Hopefully we'll see so. more of these, you know, smaller movies. Not that this was really that small of a movie, but yeah. we'll see more movies like uh, Midsummer is another good example of like, you know, a movie that, you know, might not get a huge audience, but it might find more of an audience now with people who have unlimited plans or they can yeah. just keep going. So Back in like the height of like movie pass, that was like the most like indie movies I saw at that point where I'm like, Oh, this has yeah. a good review. I'm hearing good things about this. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go see this movie and take a chance on it and see eighth grade, a movie, which I would be harder to spend like $13 on to see in theaters, yeah. which I'd normally I'd be like, I'll just wait. But yeah, I'm glad I did. And so, yeah, hopefully you're right. I think that this could be a really good thing. We for think me. about using our evenings more for movie going than we ever have before. Yeah. It's just, you know, you just find other things to do, you know, for the simple point of, eh, I don't know if it's worth my money. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a bunch of money, <laughs> you, you know, even if budget's not a thing, it's like, eh, do I really even want to like spend my time on that? And like now it's like, well, you know, I might as well. I have an unlimited plan. Yeah. This, this movie's gotten some decent reviews. So, you know, it turns into like, it just kind of changes your perspective, tonight. I guess is my point. Absolutely. Yeah. So the other one. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing this up because I don't think people understand. Like, this game's pretty good. All right. The the Hunter movie that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I, I've I've div- dove a little bit more into this game, and I, I've bought the expansion now for the Africa Savannah. Oh, shoot. And there's, like, a whole story here. Like, it's like a, almost like a real RPG. Like What? This is an in-depth game. Like, the more I'm playing this, the more, like, there's intelligence in the way the wind's blowing that the animals will sense your smell um they will sense like crap you know depending on the species of the animal they will be able to sense how far you are away related to how these animals would really react in real life and then there's a whole story mode where you're dealing with like poachers who've like killed a rhino and then there's like these spirits of these um these dogs that have been killed in a unhumane way and so they were thrown into this valley and so there's like this ghost dog that like comes back and you like go and retrieve the ghost dog's like skull it sounds, oh my God. it sounds goofy but i mean it really it really is enjoyable i mean it's not more goofy than like zelda stuff no everyone wake up to hunting <laughs> games now but i mean this specifically I, I i've never been a really i'm not a big hunter in real life i don't play hunting games like not this a cabela fan yeah i'm not like trying to like <laughs> advocate for hunting games in general i'm just saying uh-huh. like This game specifically, the more you play it, the more it's grown on us. And, like, there's three of my close friends who we play games online a lot. We usually play Halo because we're big shooter fans. But this hunting game really has kind of drawn us in. Like like I said, I spent money on the DLC where it was already in my Game Pass. But I went ahead and got the DLC because... I wanted to experience that, and it's well worth the seven dollars I paid for the DLC. So, dang, it's a pretty cool game. I'll just, I'll just say that. I'll have to check Pe- it out. People guys. should give it a chance. Wait for it. I'll come back with a, with a, <laughs> as a seasoned. It, game it takes some time. I mean, you know, it takes patience because it's super realistic. So, if mm-hmm. you scare the animals, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see them. You have to use the calls. You have to use the sprays. Like, you have to move slowly. You, you have to hunt them like you would in real life. It's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. 
right. it's a, it's a new experience that I haven't had before. I What's think it that's the biggest again? thing I enjoy. Hunter Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. And they've they've had several expansions and you know, they maybe they'll have another one for the next generation with even better graphics. Cool. But it's it's a well made game, I will say that. Very well made. That's about it, other than Hobbs and Shell. All right. Got two movies to talk about. All right, so I saw Luke saw this one already. Talked a little bit about it, so I'm not going to spend a, a long time talking about it. But I saw yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Um, so first, the theater going experience. I'd like to talk about that. We went to okay. There's three theaters in our town. They're all Regal, so there's no AMC, and so this Regal Pass was like, okay, this is it for us, really. <laughs> the, but we have like a hierarchy of these theaters. We have the sweet new one, the pretty good one that they upgraded. That's old. And then the one that like they just kind of left in the dirt. Yeah. It has it's the worst. It's the worst. It's awful. The the worst thing about it is it's like, yeah, all the other theaters they have like recliner seats, which so they're pretty sweet. We've this been one, spoiled. Yeah, we've been <laughs> spoiled. This is is not. It has assigned seating now, which is I don't know, fine. But like <laughs> it's weird because like going from so many The thing that's nice about that is you can see like how sold out it is. Yeah. That is one nice thing. That's true. It's like, do I even want to bother? Exactly. That is. It's, it's exactly true. Because if it was like, if it was like clearly sold out, I'm like, I'm just not gonna freaking go because I don't want to see in that theater and sold out. Because one thing is, it's so quiet. The speakers are so quiet. You can hear the person next to you breathe during the movie. It's so quiet. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And yet, when you're so used to the recliner seats, I feel like I'm so close to the person next to me when I'm sitting in the normal seat. I'm like, yeah. I like feel awkward, yeah. even though it's like I this is what, what I grew up with. I still like. God, this old lady's really close to me. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the movie starts, again, the, the speakers are so quiet. One of my biggest fears come true. Whenever I'm seeing a movie with music that people know, mm. this is my biggest fear. The lady behind me, when the mm. first Beatles song comes in, she starts freaking singing. This is one of our cardinal rules. She starts freaking singing. Never like, repeat lines or sing songs. Like it started, and you and when there's assigned seats, I don't do this unless it's 15 minutes into the movie. If it's specifically about 15 minutes in the movie, I will get up and sit somewhere else. And so she started singing. Me and Amber looked at each other. We stood up simultaneously, and I said, "Nope," <laughs> and she knew immediately what was wrong. And so we went up to like the third to the front row and just mm-hmm. dealt with it. We didn't hear anyone, so that was fine. But anyways, the movie. <laughs> sad. Guys, don't sing in the theater. Don't, don't, don't sing in the theater. I get the temptation, but it's I get like, it. You're it's enjoying, so rude. You're enjoying the song. You're like this. I love this. For the song. same reason, don't, you don't, don't kick do the back of somebody's seat on an airplane. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Because it's Ugh. almost as annoying. Yeah. All right, so the movie yesterday, uh, if you don't know, Luke talked about it the other day. Basically, the power goes out, and the struggling musicians trying to get famous off his work, not really going anywhere. Power goes out, and he trips and falls and has an accident, and everyone's forgotten that the Beatles exist, along with other things, which I didn't expect that. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That's what I was trying not to spoil, but a oh, lot of things. My bad. Uh, but uh, <laughs> No, no, when, when I was telling, before before you had seen it, I mean. Oh, not yeah. Not right now, yeah. I see. Well, it, I, I, you should have watched it. it by now, listener. Come on, guys. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. I thought uh, the the directing was well done. The performances were good. Both the uh, I don't know the actor the actors' names, but the uh, the main uh, lead role of the male and the, the his uh, love interest in the movie they're both very good. Actually, yeah. I think both of the performances from them are really good and solid. I actually connected to both of them throughout the movie. Himesh Patel and Lily James. Thank you. Um, 
and I think the movie did a really does a lot of cool things to subvert expectations where they'll do they'll like set up a situation where it's like a trope. You're like, okay, well, you know how this situation ends, and then they'll resolve it in a way you don't expect. You're like, oh, okay, that's kind of refreshing. Like there's a character in the that the, they're building up to in a movie in the movie, and you're like, uh oh, they're gonna do this one thing, and then it ends up being something completely different. You're like, oh. Yep. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. I like it. And so, and you know, obviously I think the music's good. I don't know. Did he do his own singing? But he said a nice voice. I thought that was did. good. Uh, it's Yeah. yeah it's um, great casting. Confession. I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but I respect their music. I think the music they wrote really good. I just don't have a problem with uh, John and Paul's voices at the time. I'm just like not crazy about them. And their guitars. I just don't like the sound of their like the way they have their electric guitars. I'm like, ah, they sound garbage to me. But I know I'm the minority of that situation. So it's kind of weird. Everyone hates us now. Everyone hates us. Turn it off right now. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. Um, but like it's always kind of weird when you see a movie idolize something that you're just like not crazy about. But still. I was able to enjoy the movie because I think he performed the songs in a way that was pleasing to my ears, but whatever. It was enjoyable. I think uh, the movie went on a little too long. I think it could have been probably about 10, 15 minutes shorter, not by a lot. And I think like both of the things they were doing with the uh, the music plot and the lo- and the romance plot were both well done. They probably just could have used a little less of one of them. For a little bit, just to kind of shorten and tighten the thing up. But overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I'll definitely watch it again at some point in my life. Recommend it. Check it out. Okay, here we go, guys. Last night, this is fresh on the dome. I'm coming on to this one a little <laughs> late. I was resisting, kind of waiting on this movie pass, a uh, thing that I knew was going to drop with Regal Unlimited. I saw Lion King, the, my quote fingers, the live action Lion King. This isn't live action. This is 2019. <laughs> 2019 Lion King. Saw it last night with uh, with Amber and my friend. Um, wow. Okay, so I was not really looking forward to this movie. So this is where my expectations were. I was not expecting, oh my god, I hope it's going to be as good as the original. No, I think that for these movies, that's a foregone conclusion. That they're not going to be as good as the original. <laughs> and that's fine. Like, I've enjoyed some of them. Like, I, I enjoyed Cinderella. I was like, oh, that's good. I enjoyed the jungle book i was like it's a good movie and uh aladdin i'm like "Eh, it's cheesy but i'm enjoying it it's fine so here we are at lion king i do not like this movie i thought this is i i think this is a bad movie like i know there are a lot of people who enjoy it so if you do don't take any of this as me poo-pooing on your good experience because you know i like what you like but my take on this this like, there's a lot of times people have said this sort of thing. Like, the, there's the whole debate on whether or not a movie is necessary or not. I think that's a pretty high bar to be a necessary movie. I think most movies aren't, especially remakes. But this goes into another category of being not necessary as a foregone conclusion. I don't think this movie should have been made. I think conceptually <laughs> it is flawed to think that this should be made into a CG movie where the lions are photorealistic. I know so many people are going on and on about this. But yeah, it's a problem when you have characters who are supposed to be emotional, who can't emote. And the thing is, like, I was expecting this. I was like, yeah, there's going to be the animal dead eyes thing, you know, that you'll see in a real animal. Apparently they wanted to make this like a documentary. I get that. But I think that's conceptually flawed. Why would you do that? But also it extends to the voice acting. 
the voice acting. I can't believe <laughs> it. Seeing the cast, I was like, oh my gosh, you got Beyonce, uh, Donald Glover yeah. in this thing. Right. Wow. There's so many good beats. Most of them are like the, the flattest performance. John Oliver. Shidwell. Shidwell tell. Idril Never say his yeah, name very it's, well. it's hard. But man, all the Was performances. James Earl Jones good? No. Whoa. I know. He's much better in the original. He's amazing wow. in the original. There's just a flatness to yeah. everything. They'll say the... That's the thing. Time has not been good to him. Huh? This is a very much a shot-for-shot remake. There are a few scenes, short scenes that they add, but the most part, it's exact... Like, there were some people talking in front of me. Exactly I was like... Exactly the same. Yeah! Wow. Especially the first half. It's like line for line almost. They maybe change like has one word. Has that been word. true of the other ones? No. The other live action? No. There's every now and then, like with Aladdin, for instance, there'll be a shot where she'll be like, oh, that looks like the original. But for the most part, hmm. things are switched around. Fresher. Yeah. The, it's a different script for the most part. And you like that better? Uh, yeah. I, I do not. I haven't not. seen any of these. Just so That's everyone fine. knows. I do not like to see I the exact same thing. I literally seen any of them. This is literally the same thing, but lesser. It's re- it really is. Like, the technical prowess of this movie and how it, how it like, the the basically the technology put into it is astounding. It's it's amazing. But guess what? The artistic direction is feces. Like it it's impressive to see it. It's impressive to be like, "Wow, I can't believe they did this." But it doesn't look good. That's the thing I have for me. It doesn't hmm. look good. There's no art there's not a good artistic direction to it. It looks flat. Which it it looks really small. was in the original. Oh my god. Yeah. That first one looked big. And the imagery was powerful, and it had such an art direction, yeah. colors. But this one's so flat and colorless, mm-hmm. and like, like honestly, it's I, I'm looking. I'm glad in a way they created this technology because they created so much technology for this movie. It sucks that they had such such a subdued perspective on how they were going to make it because I feel like if they just went wild and were like, let's. The, the the original did its thing. Let's see what we can do with this mm-hmm. and do some really crazy stuff. It maybe could have been good, but I don't know. I I guess obviously was Lion know. King one and a half better. I mean, yeah, because it was a, <laughs> it's a, at least a new story and it just has some comedy in it that worked. Because watching this first act, because they started adding some new things yeah. towards the second half. <laughs> watching the first act of this movie was like watching paint dry for me. Because literally, again, pers- some people were like talking here and there at the beginning. And I was like, whatever, it's annoying, but whatever. I already know what the next line's going to be. I've, I've seen this Literally movie. the exact same yes, lines? Same wow. lines. I know what the next scene's going to be. It's a strange choice. I, I know what, everything that's going to happen. It, wasn't only, it was only towards <clears throat> the middle when Timon and Pumbaa came on, which I will say that's the only good and acceptable thing about this movie because <clears throat> they do, there's new jokes. They're, they don't repeat very many jokes that they did in the original. That's Mr. the one. Billy Eichner, this is his big role. He did good. His big debut. He was good. I will say they obviously, it seemed like they reined in a lot of the voice actors and were like, no, don't go too big because these are emotionless animals. You don't want to do a big performance and we can't back it up with facial expressions. Wow. So just, I don't know that for sure. It seems I like we're way past where you have to do that. I know. We have some amazing technology. But they let Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen do some improv. And so they have, they, they're the only ones that feel like more Thanos natural. looked amazing. He looked amazing. There's so much emotion in his and face. And they let him do so much. But the fact that they had to be like, oh, we want this to be like a documentary, which is a stupid approach. We have documentaries. Why would you want The Lion King to be like a documentary? I don't get it. And so, yeah, it, everything came off as soulless. There were some. I mean, the Planet of the Apes apes looked pretty emotionful. They looked amazing. Yeah. You'd see Caesar That's and you're strange. like, I, I have a feeling that, like, literally, like, 
Andy Serkis is like literally like seeing this yeah. movie and face palming. This he is what he does. Should have just done all the animals. <laughs> it, it, Facial expressions. Oh my gosh! And so yeah, it, it, they should never have made the movie. The the two D one is a masterpiece. It, it's amazing. And I'm not just like not liking this movie because I want to lift this one up. I think two of them can exist and be good, one or the other. I mean, if you think. Some of these like ones I've heard, like, oh, people say, oh, the live action Aladdin's even better than the cartoon. That's fine. I get it. At least it's that one's enjoyable. But ah, this one is just, it seems soulless in so many ways. I've heard people say that, and I it's get sad. it. But it, I think it is sad. I, I was sad watching it, being like, why did they do this? It just, it literally just, you see the dollar signs on the screen. Everything feels so artificial. And I know it's artificial because it's, you know, CG and everything, but just, everything just feels off you know how when the whole you know you heard of the uncanny valley when there's yeah. a cgi character who's human but you know what a human looks like so much that your mind doesn't process it right and it just comes yeah, off as creepy of it was like this with this movie you we know the lion king we know what the lion king's supposed to sound like they're trying to mimic it and say the exact same words and the exact same scenes yeah. but it's not right instead of you know uh uh jonathan taylor thomas's performance where he's like and I'm going to rule it all. And, he, and then this one, it's like, my dad told me that I, that I have this kingdom and I'm going to rule it all. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> and it's not just like juxtaposition. Every line of dialogue is like that. It's like, sire, hyenas in the pride lands. I'm like, what on earth? It, it, it was, it's mind boggling. If, if, I'm not going to say if you... That sounds really bad right there. It is bad. The you're describing it. Oh my gosh. Curiosity drove me to this movie. I was going to see it because there's sometimes like I have to fulfill my curiosity with certain movies like i'm going to see every marvel movie i don't care how bad they look i'm going to see them and it's not the same with every disney movie i didn't see dumbo but this is the lion king i gotta see what they do with this <laughs> and maybe i'll be surprised i was looking forward to aladdin and i ended up enjoying it that could have happened here and so i'm not like have this big chip on my shoulder like ready to hate it i yeah. really didn't but man man they shouldn't have done this anyways <laughs> that's what I'm. I was. I was. I was wanting to Sorry do a positive to one first. Yeah, you know, it's it's whatever. It, it's fine. You I know. I was guessing that from what. You know, my, my first impressions, but I'm sorry to hear it was that bad. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, it's it, it's not terrible. It's I think it's bad. I think it's right there on bad. Four out of ten, bad. I don't think it's god awful. It's there's some parts I'm like okay when they're doing action the visuals look a little cooler and then you know they do because you feel the intensity because mm -hmm. it feels more real. I will say that and yeah the Timon, Timon and Pumbaa they got they got some they got some laughs out of me. There are a few funny parts. They they break the fourth wall like a lot. I was like <laughs> wow really like Deadpool or something. But yeah I mean but overall man like the, the few okay to good things that are in there are just piled on just crap right on top of them to yeah. where you're just like no that does not save this movie from being um at you know boring at best at worst just wow. mind-bogglingly bad <laughs> yeah but if you enjoyed it i'm glad i'm glad you enjoy it i just <laughs> like what you like you shouldn't have but yeah <laughs> you i'll let you say that you've made poor choices <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on to the movie we both saw, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. So we both saw this one together. We did. With our buddy Hobbs ship. and Shaw. Yeah. Before we do that, I, I want to go ahead and, uh, and talk about the Fast and the Furious franchise. Just kind of kind of briefly. I want to go over a few things. So what you're, We've seen them all, for sure. Oh, yeah. Would you consider yourself a fan? In theaters. And, yeah. Yeah. I've seen them all in theaters. Dang. At the premieres. 
I don't think I have, but would you consider yourself a Fast and the Furious uh, fan? Not like fanatic, an, but... An ex-fan, yeah. Oh! Okay. I used to be a big fan. Where did they go wrong? Um, after the Fast and the Furious. After the first one, okay. <laughs> so, no, I mean, they, they went wrong, but they didn't lose me mm-hmm. until Paul Walker died. Okay, so... For, for me, that was the, like really the turning point. I, I've I've been thinking about this when you texted it to me. I was kind of thinking. I I went on a run earlier, and <laughs> for some reason, I really was thinking about like what what is it about the Fast and the Furious that like made the Fast and the Furious the Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. for me? And you know, Vin Diesel was a big part of it, but honestly, it's Paul Walker. I mean, I really think Paul Walker and Vin Diesel like their relationship on screen, and apparently they were pretty close in real life, just from the interviews I've seen. But it was really like Paul Walker's like passion for the vehicles. And like he just, to me, he was, to me, he had a passion. And it just, at least that's what I got, you know, from what I've seen and from what I've heard. He had a passion for cars. And so he was able to kind of like ask them to write on screen the person that he kind of wanted to be in real life. Hmm. Because like, like I, I even heard this whole like interview. Uh, he, his brother was interviewed like not that long ago and he got to show off like some of some of Paul's cars and he, he was kind of talking about how Paul was growing up and it's it's just really cool he, it really he painted a picture of like a guy who was just super passionate about cars from like you know a, a civic tuner to like an exotic car or you know a Porsche you know GT Carrera which is the car he died in but mm-hmm. like like his passion for cars like went you know all through his childhood and of course into his adulthood. And it's just to me, like he portrayed that character that he was so much on screen. And and that's what, that's what made to me the series a lot of fun. And it was like, you know, I know it's like a silly, it's a silly action series for a lot of people. But for me, like, I don't know. It was more about the cars. Like I just, I liked that, you know, I never really got into cars as much as I wanted to, but I always enjoyed like talking about them, learning about Mm -hmm. them. So I've always loved cars and like the whole tuning scene, even though I'm not a tuner, <laughs> you know, I never really <laughs> raced. I, I just, I didn't have the money to afford like a tuning car. I never had the money. I didn't have the friends to like get into it with, mm-hmm. but I've Sorry. always, I've always enjoyed. <laughs> I wasn't there for you when you needed me. <laughs> it's fine. It's just, it's just something I enjoy. You know, I've always enjoyed it. And yeah, the Fast and the Furious came around in a point in my life when I, you know, I really, was getting into that stuff and I was growing up. I mean, you and yeah. I were, you know, really in our developmental age. 2001 is when uh, Fast and the Furious came out. And I remember seeing it and just being like, wow, this is like, you know, I, I read the magazines and I have like, you know, the the Porsche catalog and in my in my uh, in my room. And I have like the uh, the calendar with like all the different versions of the Ferraris and like mm-hmm. When the internet was just coming around, I'd print out pictures of cars and like post them up in my room because <laughs> I didn't have all the posters. But like it was just, it was a turning point in my life. It was just like, oh man, it's so cool that there's a scene out there like this because yeah, know, sheltered me. I didn't, I didn't know a lot about what was going on, and so yeah, the Fast and the Furious to me, it's always going to be the one I, I enjoyed the most. Just mm-hmm. you know, I just I think the cast was really good and the story was interesting enough, but. There's just a lot of good on-screen chemistry between, you know, especially Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, but uh, Gina Rodriguez and uh, 
whatever the other girl's name, the tuna fish girl. <laughs> oh, tuna fish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Jordana Brewster. Yeah, Jordana. Yeah, um, I think that everyone pokes fun at this, the, the divergent from after yeah. uh, The Fast and the Furious, where it, it is a really, really it doesn't diverge movie. until after Tokyo Drift, really. Yeah. Because Tokyo Drift really is The Fast and the Furious, but it's just kind of a goofier, like, Tokyo mm-hmm. version. They integrate racing like, into but... Too Fast, Too Furious a lot. And obviously, I think uh, Tokyo Drift is a lot about racing. And then right after Tokyo Drift, it's like, nope, spies for the most part. Yeah. It's like there's some racing in Fast and Furious, but it's very much, no, we're undercover is yeah. the thing. I know being undercover is like the thing for like a lot of these movies, especially like the first few mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, everyone makes fun of the, oh, first it's about stealing DVD players, and now it's uh, saving the world. Yeah, it was really just a setup for the cars. I mean, that's oh, all yeah. it really was. Really, and yeah, and obviously It was it all about becomes... tuning. That's what I loved about it. It was, like, mm-hmm. tuning cars. It wasn't, wasn't like, oh, like, Hobbs and Shaw. Like, he just has, like, yeah. the ultimate vehicle, and it's just, like, a way of getting somewhere. Exactly. And, like, how it would be, like, from, a, I think fate of the furious has one but most of them have like from like four or five on it's the the one obligatory race scene yep. in the movie it'll usually open the with the first it. scene of the fate was on cuba that's right and cuba had, like, the tin can oh, turbo charger bust to show me how to do this one <laughs> yeah. or whatever so yeah but I, even then at least they added that hobbs and Shaw didn't even have that no i know and i agree with you i think like paul walker he was part of the DNA of the franchise in a way. He like added some like level of like heart and passion to it that, yeah, you do feel the loss of that when you watch fate of the furious. He is kind of a missed character and it's, you kind of feel the weight that uh, Vin Diesel kind of has to carry by himself in a way, as far as like, you're the, the only beaten, beating heart of this, this franchise now where you had like two of those, where you know you had Vin Diesel and his yep. whole like honor code and family, and then you had and he was like, the American Muscle guy, and Paul mm-hmm. Walker was the tuner Japanese car guy. Yeah, and he like he like you know had the relationship, and so the whole love interest with Mia or whatever throughout the whole mm-hmm. franchise was there. But yeah, it's gonna be weird even seeing where they go further from here because we have I think two more. We're at eight now and they're making nine and I think they plan on ten being the last one. I'd like to see them end grounded. Wouldn't that be interesting? From what I'm seeing on Wikipedia, they have Fast and Furious slated for twenty twenty, an untitled tenth film for twenty twenty one and a female centered film to be determined. But they already have like producers and screenwriters listed for that one. So who is that three, I guess. Wow. It says producing Vin Diesel, Michael Futrell, and Chris Morgan. Mm-hmm. Wow. It says it's in development. So, okay, I would say that I am a fan of these movies. Not, like, super fan, but, like, I watch these movies when they come out. I enjoy them. But um, the first one, I think, I think most people will say is undeniably the best <laughs> as far as they go. For but people it, who enjoy movies. like Yeah. And every other... Movie critic. Kind every of after of them, it's like they go into another genre. And so... Yeah, like they're they're a different thing now. They're they go from being kind of like a street level, kind of a car movie that has some undercover stuff in it, some like dra- a lot of drama actually in that first one. That's kind of <laughs> they they get rid of a lot of this stuff from the first, and, and, yeah. you know before we start falling out of planes, they're uh, <laughs> they get rid of a lot of that. 
but yeah, I think I think they diverge pretty much immediately with too fast, too furious, which is uh, pretty detached. But they they like they I guess pick up their first member of the family or whatever, <laughs> Roman Pierce, yeah, in Tyrese, and that one. It's like that's kind of seems like what they do. They'll like find like the characters that they keep along the way. I guess and which which one and Lute and, and Tej and Luda was, in the, was yeah in two right Tej was in two yeah. as well, and in uh in three we get Hans. This is the weirdest thing. <laughs> what other franchise has done this? Where there's a mo- it's the third movie in the franchise, and you think when you're watching it, it's chronological, but then in the next movie, oh Hans is there. Oh hi Hans. I guess this takes place before t- Tokyo Drift, yeah. <laughs> and it, Hans is in the next like two. After that, he's in Fast Five and Fast and the Furious Six. And so when he dies in Tokyo Drift, I guess he dies somewhere at the end of... So the events of Tokyo Drift happen like at the end of Six. Yeah, that whole timeline's so confusing That's for weird. me. weird. It's out of all the franchises to have a confusing timeline. It's yeah. Fast and the Furious because they have one curveball. Because sure. they just wanted to have Hans, I guess, be a character. Probably Fast Nine will be a prequel to the Fast and the Furious. Oh man, are we going to get a sidequel? Like... <laughs> Before Paul Walker. Oh my God. What was Vin up to? Wow. Maybe they'll he, do that. He, he beat a man to death before Paul Walker. Oh, that's oh, right. Like they could explore that. There's a whole movie of him beating someone to death. And he went to prison. To so they could have had like a prison racing thing. <laughs> you got to race your way out of here. <laughs> I would you're not really be sell- that surprised. You're selling this one to me, Luke. I kind of want to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I feel like and his and his zombie car will be parked <laughs> out in the garage. That respawns every yeah. time it gets crashed. <laughs> um I feel like a lot of the action scenes from these movies, while they're cool, some of them are like I have a hard time like being which one is in which. You know what I mean? Oh, no doubt. I'm like I don't even remember the titles. I forgot the last one was The Fate of the Furious yeah, till you said it. Kind of stupid, stupid title. All right. So So here it is. I've got go the list. Do it. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. Yes. 2001, 2003, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep. 2006, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Here we go. (laughs) 2009, so we're pretty consistent with like three years there. So then 2009, Fast and Furious, by far the worst title of all of them. Ridiculous. Most confusing thing ever. Ridiculous. Like people just put a number after it. Do something. The Fast and the Furious, four. That would have been easy. That would be just fine. <laughs> then 2011, Fast Five, which, uh, whatever. And then <laughs> it has a number. It's fine. It's confusing, but whatever. 2013, Fast and Furious Six. It's also confusing because that movie opens with a different title. Like yeah. in the actual movie, Does it just it? says Furious 6. Oh my God. Yeah, what? Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's so weird. Unbelievable. So one interesting note before I finish, Chris Morgan is the screenwriter who picked up after Too Fast, Too Furious and has been writing all of them since then. Okay. He's the sole screenwriter. So right. like there was a team up of three, three guys wrote The Fast and the Furious. Then... Um, three, three new guys. Now, one guy came back. Gary Scott Thompson was on the first, and he helped write the Too Fast, Too Furious. But then Chris Morgan has been the only screenwriter on all of them. Hmm. Okay. He didn't. He teamed up with Drew Pierce on 
Hobbs and Shaw. So basically after, which, I mean, Tokyo Drift's the one exception, but all the others, the ridiculous ones, have been the ones that, that, that got like, really correct. pushed into the action. Yeah, because I think... He was let off the chain after Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Do your thing, baby. <laughs> I think the first three, they all have an identity of their own, for sure. And then at four on, they all have kind of the same identity. You know, like, yeah. you know, like the first one's kind of grounded. The second one turns into like this up undercover, like Miami kind of cop drama kind of thing almost. And the third one's a racing movie, but it's kind of a different flavor than the first one. And then after that, they all kind of feel, you forget what happens in which movie. Yeah. You know? Like for instance, which one do they have a tank? Which one do they have to fight a tank? <laughs> That's six. Yeah. Which one do they drag a... Wasn't there two though that they did? No, there's another one where... Tej says, guys, they got a tank. Yeah. And there's another one where he says, one. we got a tank. And that's the oh, one afterwards. Okay. And the seventh one, they get a tank. It's not really a tank, <laughs> though. I mean, come on, Tej. But, um, okay, which one do they drag Justin a Lin directed the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, and Fast Five. Yeah. This is and like... for Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. But then he was replaced for Furious 7 and the Fate of the Furious. I think he's to thank for the, the success of this movie. I think he found, like... The naughty, an audience for what this franchise would become, you know, and so the, the monster it would evolve into. Yeah, I mean, hey, money making machine. Basically. Oh my god, yeah, it's very, very successful. So, Fast and the Furious six, two thousand thirteen. Furious seven was two thousand fifteen. The Fate of the Furious, which is the last mainline one, was two thousand seventeen. Wow, seventeen. I realize it's already been two. I years. know it, it does seem really Flew recent, by. but yeah. So. so then we have Hobbs and Shaw, and I think I think number nine. When they talk about New York, I think I think they're doing it in New York. I th- I don't know. I don't remember. I knew they were talking about New York for Fate of the Furious because they did go there and they had the zombie cars or whatever with the mm, yeah the self driving cars that uh, Charlie Sterone hacked. So maybe not New York. Yeah, <laughs> I think like thinking on this franchise, one of the weakest point parts are the villains. Like. How yeah. many villains can you remember? I mean, that's a hard thing for every movie series. Really. Absolutely. Especially when it gotta, comes to spy stuff. They're always dis- dis- dispensable, you know? Mm-hmm. You always got to move on to the next one. The only ones you can think about are the ones where they got names. Like Charlie Stallone, uh, Jason Statham when he was a villain. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's that other guy's name? Luke Shaw. Luke, yeah. Well, his name's Luke Shaw, but his Luke brother. Luke Evans. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the actor's name. But Shoot. The other Shaw. <laughs> Yeah, another. What are the other ones? Johnny, because uh, uh, Luke Shaw is the Rock. So no, it's uh, Luke Hobbs. Luke Hobbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Deckard Shaw. Yeah, is uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, I it's another Shaw. Yeah, the the first the Shaw. other Shaw. Luke Evans is his name, but yeah, yeah, that was like the first name. I guess like Luke I have IMDb Evans. right. That's right, me. Luke Evans. That's the first like name they got to be a villain. Before that, it was just kind of generic drug lords, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of drug stuff in the early ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, definitely a weak point, I think, of the franchise. It, it, you know, like, whatever movie they have next, it's just going to be... They've learned it's probably pays off just to get some whatever celebrity. Like, they got... Uh, um, gosh, what's his name? The cast it, it just keeps from growing them. and growing. His name is Owen Shaw. Owen Shaw. Thank you. Yeah. Is he still in a coma? Oh. No. No, 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 no. He shows up at the end of 8. To team up with Deckard Shaw to take down Charlie Theron. Okay, yeah. Yep. Sorry, I'd forgotten. It's been too long. Yeah, because they, again, the things that happen in the individual movies kind of yeah. blur together. And yeah. you're like, 
Which one did they rob a train? Like you don't really. <laughs> Which one did they hook their chargers up to and drag the safe drag through the, the safe street? down the street? I think yeah. that was Fast Five. I think it is Fast it Five. It was like yeah. Brazil. It's the yeah. one where they introduced The Rock, which was a big turning point for the franchise, I think, because yeah. The Rock soared in popularity. Wow, it's been that long. That's so crazy. long. 2011 when The Rock came in. Here's a question. He had a goatee in that one. When did they get rid of the goatee? I like saw pictures from him, and I'm like, dang, he had hmm. a big old goatee in that one. When did that, when hmm. did that leave? That sounds familiar. I'd forgotten that, too. Yeah, I know. That's Because like, you just see him, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's The Rock. He's always looked like this in this franchise, right? But they're like, holy crap, look at that goatee he had in the fifth one. When did that go away? I, I don't wow. know. For all I know, it was... Should have kept it. Yeah, at least it's a distinctive feature yeah. that separates him from whatever other action man the rock has played <laughs> but yeah yeah he's usually just the bald man who has no hair on his face so question here here we go this is excluding the fast and the furious best one that's not the fast and the picture furious. there he is see that's an intense goatee isn't it that's like that's so crazy seeing facial hair on him looks pretty good he hasn't had facial hair in a while. No. He had like a little scruff, I feel like, in Hobbs and Shell. A little scruffy scruff? Yeah. But yeah. not like designated facial hair. <laughs> not purposeful. Okay. <laughs> he just forgot to shave that one day because he was like kept captive or something. Yeah. I don't know. Probably coming from his 12th movie film that day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Best one. That's not fat. the Fast and the Furious. Best one. Hmm. Like favorite one. What's your favorite? I mean, like, it's oh, like you good. said, they kind of blend together after Tokyo Drift to me. Yep. So it's, it's a tough question. I really like Furious Seven because okay. I love saying goodbye to Paul Walker. <laughs> you, well, <laughs> so so much of it is about Paul Walker. Yeah. Um, I feel like Fast and the Furious Six was pretty good. Yeah. But I haven't seen these movies in a while. Like I said, I, I see them in theaters and then I'm kind of done with it until mm-hmm. the next one comes out. So. Only the Fast and the Furious I've seen like a dozen times at least. Yeah. But I think I'll say yeah. probably Fast the Fury Fast and Furious Six. I, I enjoy that one. I think it's I mean, I, I was late to the party. Everyone seemed to start liking Fast and the Furious again a lot when Fast Five rolled around. I saw it late and I was like, Yeah, it was good. And then I saw Fast and the Furious Six in theaters and I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is fun. So that's what that's what this franchise is now. It's like just fun yeah. action. Which is the same thing as Hobbs and Shaw. What's the worst one? Uh, I mean, I've always said Tokyo Drift. Okay. I just it was so different than every other one. Yeah. And it had lacked Paul Walker and Vin Diesel so much. Mm-hmm. And I just really don't like that guy as the lead character. I don't even know his name because he's been in such few movies. What? Oh, the, oh, the Alabama. Yeah, yeah, Alabama yeah, yeah. Song. He's uh, the guy from uh, Sling Blade. He's the kid from Sling Blade. I'm Lucas, sure that's what everyone will recognize. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas Black. Lucas Black. Think, yeah. yeah, his name. Oh my God! When and, he cameoed and Bow Wow as wow Twinkie or whatever his name was, when I he couldn't take any of the bad guys seriously either. What DK Drift King? <laughs> so silly. The DK Drift King, baby. Oh, yeah. not like any of these movies can be taken seriously, but it was just hard to take anything they were saying seriously. Yeah, it was kind of humorous. I think probably the. This is tough for me. It was basically that girl was the whole thing of the movie. It was like the whole reason, like the the main like baddie, whatever the drug dealer. Oh kid, yeah, like Drift got King. upset, and then he's like trying to show off for her because the other kid wanted it, the girl. Yeah. Oh wow. Silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is it's a toss up for me. Probably 
probably too fast, too furious. That for some reason that movie has Paul Walker in it, which is but it's good. Got Luda. It does got Luda. He's got the he kept the afro for that one. He got rid of that one yeah. later on, but <laughs> yeah, he's got the afro in that one, so that's pretty good. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I get bored in that one. Maybe I've just seen it too many times. Yeah, for some reason, it's a I've very s- silly movie. Very serious. Tyrese is just a goofball. Yeah, he's very hungry. We ain't hungry no more, man. But it feels like a '90s movie in the 2000s. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and I don't know because also the the fast the also not not the Fast and Furious Fast and Furious. It's kind of boring. Like I went back to watch it like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's a little boring actually. So it's like in between. It's in that like in between space of the Fast and the Furious and then where the franchise would go. And so it's like it's not as like intriguing as the Fast and the Furious, but not you know is not as crazy as it gets. And so it's kind of like kind of boring, but whatever. We'll talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Sure. All right. So we saw this what, a couple days ago, opening night on. Uh, Do we see this on Thursday or Friday? I don't remember. Friday. Friday. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this one's like a, the spinoff. We talked about spinoffs last week, yep. so here we go. The We're spin-off. entering spinoff season for it, Fast and the Furious. It's called The Fast and the Furious Presents. Hobbs and Shaw. I didn't realize it needed to present anything. Got to get that name in there. Might not recognize Hobbs and Shaw, but you'll recognize the Fast and Furious, I guess. At this point, I mean, do we even doubt that it's not going to get good numbers just because the Rock's starring in it? Yeah. That man is a money printing machine. Yeah. At the box office. What did you think of this one overall? Um, It's fine. Yeah. It's an action movie. I mean, it's kind of a numbless action movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. I feel like with this movie, like it's it's not one of the worst Fast and the Furious movies, but I do think it's like not as good as like six, seven, or or even maybe eight. Because the thing is, or five, oh, by the way, I think like each one there's like the trick of the movie where like which one is that from? I don't I don't know if I'll say that about anything that happens in this movie. I'm not gonna be like which one did they daisy chained a bunch of cars together and go onto a helicopter with you know i'm not really it just there's a lot of cool parts where i'm like watching it and i'm entertained yeah but there's nothing super memorable yeah. about it but for watching it just like a one-off being like i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna laugh i'm gonna laugh a lot it's fun enough it's a blockbuster movie i mean it's through a and through movie. it's like yeah. it's it's like it's like candy you know mm-hmm. it's like you're not getting your protein or anything but it's just candy more and more candy you're eating it's like it's a sugary movie it's where it's like the entire movie was filmed just to entertain you yeah it's not there's no artistic parts to it it's just here it is here we go let's do this thing it's the rock it's jason statham Mm -hmm. like both of the the movies that they make are gonna collide and we're gonna make that movie and that's what they made yeah and i think they dropped the ball on a few instances where i feel like it was a good time to like create a family element within that duo because they kind of did that with, they didn't really do that. Like they're fighting the entire movie, you know? And by the time the movie's over, you don't really feel like they're, you know, like you want to see them work together that much again. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that it's a shame. Like I like seeing them fight and stuff and seeing them like do action. But there's, there was something about, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, like when you saw Too Fast, Too Furious, you're like, yeah, I kind of want him to... brothers. Yeah, I want him to reunite with Vin Diesel. And like, that's kind of how you feel about that duo. You don't really feel that with this. I don't feel feel like it ever gets there. Yeah, they're still fighting, even after they beat Idris at the... Well, that's... that's Spoiler. Spoiler alert, the good guys win. Um, (laughs) 
But yeah, they're fighting at the end. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll just give a positive. I think that was a pretty cool fight. It was a good showdown it as was. far as like, I like the rain. Yeah. Big storms going to hit the North Shore. I like when they like when they there's like an unstoppable enemy and they're like fighting someone and they like there's a good reason to why they win the fight and I like I like yeah. showdowns like that. Yeah. Um, I thought it was too Idris's long. whole like dynamic that was pretty neat. Yeah, it's kind of a new thing that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, it's cool. We bring a superhero <laughs> powers into it. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, the whole tech thing. It's fun. It's entertaining seeing a, that's kind of like what it would take to yeah. be a foil to these two. <laughs> um, oh, another thing I. Uh, the Shaw sister. I don't know that actress's name. I thought she was quite good in it. I was like watching her. I was like mid movie. I was like, Oh wait, this is a good performance. I'm like, she's actually doing pretty good here. I don't know who this actress is, but Vanessa she, Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. Name. Well done. Well done in this movie. She's probably going to be in other stuff. Cause I'm sure other people will notice. But yeah. You know, I think I'd seen her before. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She's look at what she, she was in the crown. So mm-hmm. she's also in uh fallout. She's Mission oh, really? Impossible Fallout. That's what you're thinking of. Oh, is she in Fallout? Oh my gosh. That's going to drive me crazy. Um, another thing that's weird, I feel like The Rock, he isn't a great, like, he doesn't have, he doesn't really build good romantic chemistry with whoever it is. Like, I think she's doing a fine job, you know, having chemistry with whoever she's talking with. But I think The Rock, it's like his romantic stuff usually comes off as awkward in his movies. I don't know why. I don't know why that yeah. is, but whatever you want in a romantic lead, he doesn't really yeah. have that. I don't Climb know. this mountain of a man. I'm this mountain of a man that's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just kind of weird. There's a lot of cameos in it that I probably won't spoil yeah. here, but I that they were fun. Made, made made the movie a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, like, oh, cool. Yeah, silly, I did not expect silly that. Silly things, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them I'm surprised they didn't spoil in the promotional material. But, yeah, I thought that was a plus for the movie. She's um, the White Widow in the Fallout. Oh my god. That he gosh. meets in the club. That's remember that. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. She's like, kill yeah. all those cops or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah no. Yeah, that. And yeah, yeah. She's a good actor. I felt like this had two climaxes, didn't it? This movie. It felt like you're like, oh, we're going here. This is the end. And mm-hmm. like it's cli- it's like climaxing. And mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, wait, no. We have another third act. <laughs> and so I felt like it was way too long. Yeah. You know? Like, I was it like, it's pretty can, long. They can cut out a lot. Like, I was starting to lose steam. Because with this type of movie, which is just pure adrenaline action and laughs, you can only, I think you can only sustain that for so long when that's the only fuel you're running off of. You like Two all the, hours 17. You like all the car things I'm saying here? <laughs> I'm working it in. I'm trying to. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours seventeen. That is that is pretty long. That's I feel long. like these movies are more like hour thirty five, hour forty five, mm-hmm. maybe hour fifty. And you try to pull in the heart here and there, which if it would have worked, it probably would have justified its length, but it doesn't. So it's like I feel a little bit like the whole like Hawaii thing was like the rock saying, Let's just use my home. Yeah. For the finale. It was weird. We could do like a go back to your roots and fight with our, you know, tribal weapons. Yeah, which as a premise, I I liked it fine as for what they did. It just do one or the just other. They could have earlier. They could have yeah, yeah cut the other, the climax and had that one. You didn't. But then Jason Statham's like, wait, we gotta do something. Well, about me. <laughs> that so that is probably part of what it is. Yeah, it's like we have to like contrast. 
Yeah, exactly. This is his closure to his story. Now here's the and closure it is to where his. Idris is from as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I think that would have improved it more to where it would have been more like, yeah, this might be a movie I'll come back to. But since it's kind of long, it's like I don't know how often I'll, I'll watch it again. But for watching it once, I thought it was oh, it was pretty fun. So if you're into these movies, so what do you think is the future of Hobbs and Shell? That's a question. You think this it? is going to be like Hobbs and Shell two? Three, four. They want it to be, right? And then it's going to come back and be Hobbs and Shaw. And that'll be the sequel. But no. it'll just be called Hobbs and Shaw. Are we going to have the it'll Hobbs Shab, and the Shaw? Shaw and the Hobbs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, I have no idea. I think if the numbers make sense, they'll probably make another one, which they'll probably will. The it's numbers a, make sense. I'm sure it's doing great. It's killing. Yeah, and so I'm sure we'll see him again in another sequel because I don't think him and Vinny D are going to reunite because... The Rock and Vin Diesel had some beef on the set of uh, Fate of the Furious. Um, yeah, they'll get over it. Yeah, they should. They should get over it. Because, honestly... Make too much money not to. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it, it was missing something that the other Fast and the Furious movies have, in my opinion. It might be Vin Diesel, because he does exi- like have a certain heart and passion to these movies that is does feel like it's kind of missing from Hobbs and Shaw. But then again, they kind of do just kind of crank the comedy and spectacle up to 11 in this one. Yep. This is the most comedic one. You know, it feels the most like a comedy. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Some of it works. Some of it doesn't. Yeah. Like a lot of comedy. <laughs> the cameo stuff is honestly the funniest stuff. It's very funny. You know, because, you, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. When they're doing the whole, like, back and forth thing, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, my God, enough already. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It just gets less funny the more it goes with the, you know what I don't like about you? Or whatever. He's like, you know what I don't like about And it just keeps going. And yeah. it, just, it, it does kind of drain me. I'm like, ha, 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 <laughs> we are four I mean? days into release and we are sitting at 184 million. Yep. Hello, Hobbs and Shaw 2. I guess we're <laughs> going to find out who that sound wave is. That's only 65.9, though, US. Huh. So a little lower domestic opening. Yeah, whatever. They're going to set the I next mean, one in China. We're comparing it to ridiculous. Yeah. Endgame. I mean, <laughs> comparing it to like. A measly $70 million. Even The Lion King did some pretty incredible numbers opening weekend. Yeah. Especially for a re release. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> so, At least you didn't go opening weekend. I did not go opening weekend because I just didn't want to hear people sing, which I did not get. So that's good. Yeah. I did not hear. I have a two year old singing. I know. There wasn't a lot of people in the theater. I mean, it was a Monday yeah. night, so whatever. Anyways, any closing thoughts on Hobbs and Shaw? Um, go see it. Sure. <laughs> Support the Fast and the Furious, the the disaster it's become, but go yeah. ahead and support it anyway. The entertaining car crash. I I like action movies, so hey, why yeah. not? Well, hey, why not? Absolutely. <laughs> that's a that's riveting reviews. Put that on the box. That let that be a box review. Quote, hey, why not? Luke Glover. They almost have made their budget back. Dang. I just noticed that. So they have $200 million budget. That's that's impressive. In four days when you can almost make it back. Dang. That's a good reason to make another one. Yeah. Well, check it out. That is our show, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Improperly Packaged. Yes. If you enjoyed it. Uh, give us a review on iTunes or wherever reviews can be had. Please do make it a good one, like a five-star one. If, you know, you don't have anything to say, I don't know, just like say it. At your pillow or something, and don't like actually put it online because that doesn't help us. But good reviews do. So I appreciate the support. Thank you very much, Luke. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yes, thank you. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Improperly Packaged. You can follow us on Twitter at iPackage, or you can follow me at PaintMeJordan. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might want to check out another show we do called Breakfast with Candles, a show where Luke and I talk about a different John Hughes movie every week. Thanks for listening. See you next time.